Hi there. Um, curious, with uh, the bye week coming so late in the season, I'm wondering um, if there are any adjustments to the way you normally handle the bye with only six games left uh, in the regular season, any advantages, disadvantages, just your, your general feel on only six games remaining after you uh, return to football. Um, no, I think you pretty much hit it right there. Um, uh, we have six games left. We have over half the season of uh, opportunity to evaluate um, the things that we're doing and what we can do better, um, maybe what we need to do more of, what we may need to do less of, and uh, how to improve some things and all that. So it's quite a bit of information, and, um, and, and we just need to try to get things, I would say, First of all, not um, directed at a particular opponent because that'll come later. But just in general, uh, what what would be the things that would help us the most in the last six games, and then you know specifically looking at at our next opponent, how does that apply to the Jets? But um, it's a, a relatively short window, you know, a third of the season to go, and we have to really maximize our opportunity to. Um, perform at as high a level as we possibly can in those games. A uh, quick follow-up, if I could. Uh, how much of a coaching reset or um, discussion is there among the coaching staff about the way you communicate to your players uh, and amongst yourselves? Uh, does this opportunity give you? Uh, what do you mean communicate? I mean... Well, I, I, I'm just talking about game planning or the way you, you know, go about handling, uh, delivering a game plan to the team and what have you, if there's anything uh, about the way you communicate with the, pl the, the players, the coaching staff and the players. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, we, we evaluate everything we're doing um, in terms of just our efficiency from uh, meetings to practice to walkthroughs to – so forth. Um, so I think that's, uh, yeah, certainly this gives us an opportunity to review that, but I, you know, we haven't had a lot of problems in that area. We don't have a, any unusual type of trips like we've had in the past where we, you know, last year we were in Denver or a couple of years ago, we went from Green Bay to, to um, San Diego and that type of thing. So, uh, you know, it's, we're kind of, on on a normal schedule, if you will, um, for the next six weeks. And so uh, I think our installation, game plans, practices, and our progression through the week is um, probably going to stay pretty much the same. Uh, we'll, if we, There are a couple things we talked about trying to do to fine-tune it a little bit based on uh, where we are in the season. And, you know, some guys have played uh, upwards of 600 plays, 700 plays. So... Um, that's a lot different than where we were in September. Um, so we will take a look at a couple of things like that. Terrific. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Sure, Mike. Good question. Our next question will be Tara Sullivan, followed by Phil Perry. Go ahead, Tara. Thanks, Stacey. Um, <clears throat> so in the last two or three games, we've seen Tom Brady involved in a couple of plays that, you know, that leave him out in the open field as a target, whether it's blocking or receiving. You know, given his age and especially and then his value overall, are you concerned at all about like an extra risk in those types of play calls, or do you envision still using those as the season goes on? Um, well, I don't know. We'll we'll take a look at each of our opponents and and see what 
you know, see, see what we end up doing from a game plan standpoint. Um, but yeah, I think we're certainly aware of that and, um, you know, but there's certain things that uh, I think are, you know, you have to do uh, sometimes to, to win the game. Um, and a quarterback sneaks in short yardage, something like that, where, you know, he's, quarterback's going to get hit on a play like that, but it's an important play and, and is very good at it. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to evaluate those uh, things going forward. Um, not looking to do an excessive amount of them, that's for sure, but if there's a situational play or um, something that comes up, then I think we consider it. But I'm going to look to contact sport out there. Quarterbacks get hit in pocket and quarterbacks uh, scramble, and, and a lot of people converge on them in a hurry. Um, so nobody knows that better than Tom does. If I could follow, I mean, I would absolutely concede that, you know, the sneaks and the things like that in the pocket. I, I guess I was just more curious about the design ones like, catch, you know, catching a pass or even ending up as kind of a lead blocker. Like yeah, I, I mean, I think if we go pass to them, that's probably – that happens once a year. It's a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, next question, Phil Perry, and I'll encourage anyone else to hit five stars if you want to answer the question. Thanks, Stacey. Bill, you mentioned um, in response to Mike there that, you know, you're you're looking for things that will help you guys the most the last six games during, during the bye week here. Um, right. With so much with so much information and, and with so many things that you guys have seen and so many per permutations of what you could see moving forward, how challenging is it to choose which elements of your team you want to prioritize during this time? Uh, well, I think a lot of there's a lot of things that are pretty obvious, and and those are the ones and the, and very frequent. So those are the ones we'll address first. Um, there are some other things that are have come up once or twice, and um, well, they can be important too. And we don't want to neglect those, but things that are repeated multiple times in multiple games um, that it's clear that teams are trying to do things a certain way or not do things a certain way. Um, that's uh, again. I think those things are pretty pretty evident, and we just need to make sure that everybody understands, including us, the coaches. Um, you know what's happening, what what tendencies are being broken um, consistently by our opponents, and probably why they're doing it uh, because of a certain thing that we do or uh, perceived threat that we pose, or however you want to look at it. So, um, and just try to put all that together. Uh, I don't know if there's a, a simple answer to all of it, but we, we certainly need to be aware of it. And uh, I think it's, it's always kind of interesting to look back at this point and, and see, um, say kind of statistically, some of the things that uh, have happened or that have shown up. And a lot of times uh, when you look at it a little more carefully like this, it is a little different than what you do from week to week. We, we monitor from week to week too, of course, but uh, when you have a little more time and a little better ability to put put a, a big, a, a large amount of information uh, together and analyze it, sometimes there's uh, tendencies or trends that are, show up a little more significantly maybe than we thought they would. Bill, just to follow up, I don't know if this would fall under that category um, of things you guys would look at, but I'm, I'm curious, have you noticed that uh, teams have done anything 
differently against you guys in terms of how frequently they bring extra defenders, pressures, or blitz um, versus you guys as opposed to their other game? Uh, yeah, we've definitely noticed some of the the, the things that we're getting um, on early downs, on third down in the red area, uh, in two minutes, in long yardage and short yardage. Uh, they're they're definite. The definite trends that we've seen, some um, maybe a little bit unexpected based on what the team has done in the past, and then they're doing things that they think uh, they want to do against us, and uh, maybe they haven't done as much or haven't shown, not, not necessarily it's like new plays, new coverages, uh, but it just might be a, more, a higher frequency of something that they maybe didn't do as much in that situation, and now we're seeing more of it, and then the next week, that trend continues, and the next week that trend continues again. Uh, so now you're seeing, uh, you know, coordinators maybe either copying or getting ideas from previous games, or maybe it's talking to other coordinators who have played us to kind of get their uh, sense. And so I'd say there's some elements of game planning against us that has been uh, more consistent from game to game than it has been with the team our opponent and what they've done in their previous games. So more specific to us uh, in some cases, not all. So yeah, that's, but again, those are some of the things that we're, you know, I mean, we've known that it's not like it's a big surprise to us, but I'd say the, maybe the frequency of it um, and some things like that, it could be, when you actually go and analyze it, it could, could be a little more maybe, or a little less in some cases than what you think it is. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome, Phil. Next question, Mike Reese. I'll follow by Doug Kai. Well, um, kickoff coverage has traditionally been a strength um, of your teams. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Um, seems that way from, from this perspective. But this year, maybe, seems a little inconsistent um, with the first play of the game Sunday, one example. And it just comes in a year in which the some of the rules have changed on the kickoff uh, return. And I'm curious from what you've evaluated, how you think that maybe has negated what has been a perceived strength for the team in the past? Uh, I think the, you know, the rules have had some, uh, they're, they're relevant and they've, they've eliminated uh, some things that you can do on the kickoff team that we've done in the past, but uh, I think we've had our moments. And, at times we've covered well, and uh, as you pointed out, haven't, and probably had more had more breakdowns in that area than what we are used to having um, in previous year, or what we've had in previous years. So it's definitely an, an issue. It's an area that you know we've got to continue to work in. Um, I don't think it's a rule thing as much as a, we got to coach it better. We have to play better. Um, we have, you know, we just have to have the whole operation has to be better. Um, so we have six weeks to you know, to get it to a high level, and hopefully we'll be able to do that. Thank you. Welcome. Our next question, Doug Kide, followed by Mike Petraglia. Good morning, Bill. Uh, going back to what Trags was saying a little bit, uh, with the bye week coming later in the season, 
Is it more important this year to maybe get the players a little bit more rest over the next few days? Uh, well, I think at this time of year, rest is always a good thing. Um, also, practice, timing, um, and let's say uh, um, attention to fundamentals and and details that sometimes get um, minimized a little bit when you're when you're doing heavy game planning and trying to handle uh, weekly teams that have very challenging schemes and systems. Uh, so it's a balance between rest and and um, improved fundamentals, improved execution in the things that we, we need to do better. So I don't think we're going to get better at them by you know, just sitting around and resting. But rest is important, and the health and energy of the team is important. So we'll try to balance those things and do the, you know, do the best we can with our, with our, opportunity, our opportunity to maximize our time efficiency and, and the way we use it. Thanks. Last question will be Mike Petraglia. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks, Stacey. Uh, Bill, on that theme, um, how would you rate your team's conditioning uh, so far this year? I know that's always a big concern of yours in training camp, getting the team ready to handle a 16-game season. How would you assess the team's ability to handle any type of adversity late in games and its conditioning? Yeah, I think our conditioning over overall is good. I think it's helped us in a number of games, and um, I think it helped us coming off a short week and you know playing playing a quick turnaround game um, a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, but it, that's something you have to continue to work on and and keep up, or it can it can slip away in a hurry. Um, you know, we I think we all know how how easy it is to get out of condition. So you lose your condition a lot quicker than you gain it. So, um, yeah, that's uh, again, that's a, a balance. It's a fine line that you, you, know, you want want your team to be in good condition. You want to push them to get them in good condition, but uh, at the same time, you don't want to overwork them and leave it on the practice field. So it's finding the right mix of rest, uh, practice work on fundamentals and, and execution. And conditioning to try to put ourselves in the best possible position here over the next six regular season games. Yeah, that's a challenge. Great. Thanks. Thank you, Coach. Everyone. Great. Thank you.